So we had a whole episode planned. Mm. We had things we wanted to talk about. True. And then out of out of the blue, mm. Nintendo dropped a 13, about 14 yes. minute video with Tears of the Kingdom. I'm still yes. calling it Breath of the Wild. In yeah, my brain. I know. Gameplay. Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> yes. So I want to just start real quick because I've got tons to say and I have like an overall feeling about this video trailer, which I will get to in a second. And then I know you've been doing a bunch of uh, reading and diving deep, which I appreciate. So I have like two things I want to say on it, like high level. And I want to see if you agree with me and then we can talk about the specifics of what they did. So one thing is just like, it is what I expected and like visually... Yes. It's the same. Right? Yes. Like at least from what they showed. Like there's obviously different things happening, but like graphically, visually, looks very similar. Like again, we don't know what the game itself will be like. You know, mm-hmm. my, I was actually expecting it to be a visibly darker video game, but it doesn't, it seem, doesn't like seem like that. Darker, yeah. Or they're not showing that yet. Yeah. Right. Like I don't I don't know. Right. Second the mechanics that they have added, which we will talk about, Fuse and Ultra Hand, which currently I actually can't tell what the difference <laughs> is. Uh, I think they they seem to work very closely together, so yes. they kind of seem like they're just one thing. Um, they look like they are going to do again what the original did. Like the, the the real beauty of Breath of the Wild was like you can go anywhere, do mm-hmm. anything, and it feels like this sandbox where you can do all these things and weird things can occur. And it feels like now the way they are going to manufacture that feeling again is to allow you to manufacture that feeling, right? Like in building things. Yes. And combining things and seeing what happens. To me, I haven't played this video game, obviously, but I was trepidatious of it. It It's like, what Mm. is it going to be? Like, how is it going to live up? Just this, I'm like, it's probably going to be better. Like, I, I, Mm. I feel like seeing what they have done, just the seemingly small but with large ramification changes they're making to the game. To me, this feels like they are laying the groundwork for an unprecedented, like, yeah, greatest game ever mm-hmm. followed up by potential greatest game ever. Yeah. I mean, how do you improve upon Breath of the Wild? Is Because now Breath of the Wild is the baseline, right? It's like, yeah. okay, that's the baseline quality. So it is expected even though other games have tried to replicate this feeling, maybe Elden Ring came close, but not quite. Um, well, the, I feel like Elden Ring did things in a different way, right? Like, yes. I think, yes. the, and you, you even, and I feel like people go in the two directions uh, where I feel like Breath of the Wild's kind of open world magic you kind of make for yourself and Elden Ring's open world magic, it seems like From Software made it, it and you've just got to find it. Yes. Yeah. That magic is there for you to discover. And it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's maybe a bigger world than Breath of the Wild. Oh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, because um, my understanding is it's not just what you see, it's also everything no, below. It's on the ground. It's like yes. a whole other world it's underground. down there. And I think yeah. it's funny that From Software said, well, we're going to take Breath of the Wild and we're going to go underground. And Nintendo said, well, we're going to take Breath of the Wild and we're going to go up in the sky. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> scream, man. We're going up. And I think it's funny that, that we're seeing that kind of evolution. So, to your points, excellent points. Uh, graphically Thank speaking, you. first thing I noticed as well was the 30 frames per second like I noticed right away from the first five seconds oh they're not gonna hit 60 frames in this game either Um, this game screams for a Switch Pro hardware like I think after six years seeing uh, Tears of the Kingdom looking pretty much exactly like Breath of the Wild and I don't know maybe we can we can focus on some of the details maybe the water looks better in some of the scenes maybe the illumination of some of the forest scenes that, we, that we've seen in the Sky Island maybe they look better but I mean it's basically the same engine it looks exactly it looks the good, same though. it looks I, good though I think it looks good like it's aged well I think 
Um, oh, much better than a Pokemon game. Exactly. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Of like, it is not Elden Ring, but like, mm. it still to me is like I'm I'm watching the video again now. It's I think it's a very good looking video game in its own way. It is not a technical marvel. But I don't need that. I just need it to run, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And not glitch out. And I feel like I feel confident that won't happen. Because that didn't no, happen to me in Breath yeah. of the Wild. It will run. And it will not glitch out. I think the it, only places be... that Breath of the Wild struggled for me was with the motorbike. Yeah, and that was the DLC. Yeah. So and, and I feel like that was like kind of purposefully game breaking which is why they removed it from the main game mm-hmm. like because it does a bunch of things that like, you just where it's just like you're moving too quickly and, it, and things just get really weird and the switch cannot just keep up with it, no you know? cannot um but i do think that this game is asking for for a for a better switch hardware every switch game is asking for it you well, know but what this I mean? one in but, particular yes this one in particular i mean that that huge well, world yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll so, get it, and you'll play this game on it, and it will run better, I'm sure. Yeah. But like, it ain't happening between now and May. No, I don't think it is. Um, and the second point about like they're gonna follow up to Breath of the Wild with well, that game. The defining factor of that game was the sort of the go anywhere exploration, which other games have tried to replicate, and most of them have failed. You know, over the years, I mean, you look at the Horizon games. I mean, even if you look at Elden Ring, it doesn't quite reach the same level of freedom and the same level of creativity of Breath of the Wild in terms of like, okay, how can I approach this area? How can I force myself into this area, even though maybe I'm not supposed to be here? Mm. And the physics engine, I mean, so many games in the past six years have tried to to say, well, we're going we're gonna to do what Breath of the Wild did, and they failed. They just couldn't do it. And Nintendo came out with this gameplay reveal and they said, well, now Breath of the Wild is just like what the baseline of what's to be expected. Now imagine that we're going to build on top of that with new stuff, which I think is really exciting. Um, so the first thing that, that um, uh, Mr. Onuma said in the gameplay reveal, which is actually like, uh, like a 30-minute gameplay video with a bunch of explanations. Super simple. Um, Nothing too fancy about this video. Uh, Onuma said, uh, it looks like, so we're back in Hyrule, and it may look similar to the old Hyrule from Breath of the Wild, but trust me, there's plenty of differences for you to discover. We cannot go over the differences here today, uh, but we want you to discover them on your own over time. So this right here, I think, is a, is a really important thing to consider. You're probably going to see a lot of the same areas, if not the same areas of Breath of the Wild. Like, geographically speaking, I think you're going to see, for example, the same mountains and the yeah. same villages and the same, you know, plateaus, but there's gonna be differences. I mean, even looking. He said an unfamiliar. I think. I think the mm. words he used at one point towards the end was like an unfamiliar Hyrule, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So, the, the the question right here for me, and I guess before we get into the mechanics, I want to get into the lore. Uh, of this game, what what I find fascinating from this reveal is the fact that Nintendo just openly admitted that the Zonai will play a key role in this game. So, for all those who haven't kept up with the uh, fan theories uh, after Breath of the Wild for the past six years, and I guess specifically over the past three years since Tears of the Kingdom was first teased, uh, ever since the first... uh, teaser video from three years ago, it became clear that the Zonai were going to be involved in this video game. So the Zonai were referenced in Breath of the Wild as this ancient tribe that was no longer around in Hyrule. And uh, you could find, for example, the Zonai ruins in the Faron Woods in Breath of the Wild and other places. And there were sort of hints of this old Zonai civilization. Um, those who are really into Zelda lore and sort of the Zelda timeline uh, may, you know, may have seen some connections between the Zonai from the Breath of the Wild and the Twilight tribe from Twilight Princess. So these ancient tribes, ancient tribe that abused their magic, tried to steal the Triforce and were eventually banished by Hyrule, from Hyrule. Um, So in this gameplay reveal today, we just see that Link or 
supposedly the character that is going to be Link. I also have questions about that. What, what do you do? What is that? What does that mean? You know what well, I mean? Like what? You like don't believe anything anymore? <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily Link we're looking at. Um, this is another fan theory. I think mm. we're actually looking at... Uh, well, I believe a couple of theories. Uh, okay. I, so first of all, I believe we're either looking at... Uh, I'm, most, I'm mostly leaning toward we're looking at a past Hyrule. Uh, this is not like, oh, a few years have passed from the previous game. This is way before the previous game. Okay. This is one of the theories that I believe. And I actually think we're looking at a some kind of uh, human Ganon um, that is not Link that we know. Uh, that is, there's plenty of speculation. Just, just Google this. I don't want to play as human Ganon. Well, y- y- you'll see. All right. But let's call him Link for the sake of... We're, we're into like now. solid snake, liquid snake like territory now. That is exactly that is exactly where the fang speculation is at this mm. point. Um, but we just saw in the gameplay reveal over and over that Link is fighting um, the, the some kind of Zonai creatures and picks up items called Zonai charges. So we're going to have the Zonai in this game. And so from a lore perspective, uh, how this fits with Breath of the Wild is going to be interesting. How this fits with other Zelda games in the timeline is going to be fascinating. I just love the fact that in the past three years, the Zonai have become a a bit of a meme in the Zelda community. And Nintendo just came out and 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 showed it off in a gameplay reveal. I have to say Zonai Charge. Zonai Charge, Because they called those, like... The constructs, constructs, because they look to me they're like they're similar to like the um like the things you find. Yeah, they look like in the technology and stuff, but they're obviously not as powerful because he destroys them with a stick, which is like not. Yeah, and also like the guardians were. uh, sort of manufactured like they were products of the Shika tribe, mm-hmm. whereas these constructs, uh, the theory seems to be confirmed, are sort of uh, the relics or sort of products made in the past or present by the Zonai tribe because they drop Zonai charges. So uh, this whole lore aspect is going to be interesting. Like, where are we? in this game, in the Zelda timeline? Is it after Breath of the Wild, or are the theories correct? Are we actually way before the events of Breath of the Wild? Do you have a personal feeling as to what you would prefer? Like, I wouldn't like prequel, I don't think. I think I would like sequel. Well, I will love it if this game actually did the uh, multiverse thing, and you actually had multiple timelines. I, th- I think it's too you... complicated for me. <laughs> but I know nah. that's Zelda. Like, I mean, I know you see the Avengers Zelda. movie. You can, you can follow this. I yeah, mean. but like... Yeah, but Ocarina, see, Ocarina of Time had it. You had like right, young Right, Lincoln. but that's my point, right? Like, and actually, you've made a great point with the Avengers stuff, right? It's actually a very good point for the two of us flipping, right? You don't understand what's happening in the Marvel <laughs> movies because you don't watch them all. I do because I watch them all. Yeah. I don't understand the Zelda timeline because I haven't played all the games. Mm. So I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I would really prefer this to just be, like, a sequel, but... Mm. I mean, it's it's entirely possible that it's just like, well, uh, 50 years have passed and Link woke up from another slumber and now has a a tattoo... Now has a tattoo on his shoulder and half of his t-shirt is missing for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, and now he can fly and skydive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might as well be that. But I think it's interesting to, to point out like, okay, uh, we're looking at here, this game, we're looking at sort of like a Majora's Mask strategy in which Nintendo at the time with Majora's Mask, you know, highly anticipated follow-up to Ocarina of Time. They took the same engine, they took the same world. Everybody was like, oh, they're going to remake Ocarina of Time 2. It's going to be the same. It's going to be another game and, you know, just like the first one. And nope, it was completely different. Um, Surely, but this one feels more linked though, right? This one feels more... This one, yes. It is a continuation in some... It is this... It's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, even if yes. it's in a different timeline. Yes. Right? I, I just think it would be funny if everybody is expecting... And I mean, it is a sequel, like commercially speaking, yeah. it is the sequel to yeah. Breath of the Wild. I just think it'd be funny if it's like, well, we're actually way before 
Breath of the Wild now, <laughs> like and a thousand years before. As I'm saying it, like I'm, you know, like I'm like, oh, what would I prefer? What would I not? And I feel like I would want a sequel, but realistically, like I didn't care about the story in Breath of the Wild, so like, I guess whatever. Well, there was very little story. Exactly, in Breath like, of the Wild. I didn't really care, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. And at least that, even if if it was some prequel thing. I would imagine there would actually be even more story to explain that. So oh, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be think, intriguing. I think there will be more story. Given given where they went, yeah. with, with what they're doing with the Zonai. And I should also say, I'm, I have seen the leaks from the Zelda art book a couple of months ago. I'm, I am not referring to anything that was leaked. Okay. Uh, I will keep that information for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all based on what I saw today in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, before, again, before we talk about the, the mechanics that we saw, a uh, couple of things I want to point out. The UI is largely the same of the previous yep. game, right? Uh, same buttons, same sound effects, even yep. for picking up it's items. It's a sequel, baby. You know, like, it really is. And I'm happy about that. Like, I didn't... I, I just think if it's going to look the same, kind of make it work the same, you know? Like, yeah. that, that's good for me. Yeah. Uh, looks the same, sounds the same, same typography, same menus. Uh, there's some differences that I want to point out. Maybe uh, maybe this will just cut specifically for the video, maybe a bit more music than before. Uh, yeah. One of the things I didn't love about Breath of the Wild was a very s- sort of sparingly used music, and I would love to have more soundtrack, soundtrack here than before, but we'll see. A um, couple of things I picked up from the video, which I watched like three times to pick up these details. Um, Beetle is back. You, you can see Beetle in the background, sort of blurred, but you can see Beetle walking around with this huge backpack, uh, just carrying around all the inventory that you can buy for a high price. Uh, Beetle is back. The shrines seem to be back. Uh, if, you mm. pay te- if you pay attention somewhere in the sort of in the middle section of the video where Link is on a sky sky island, you see a shrine blue indicator on the mini map. Uh, so maybe the game will have dungeons, uh, like actual sp- big dungeons this time, but it appears that shrines in some form will also be present. My ideal would be shrines with dungeons instead of divine beasts. Ooh, that yes. would be my ideal to well, or like the, yeah to make those like whatever you know the, the, like the divine beast segments but make them actual dungeons there wouldn't be divine beasts in this game anyway because yeah. it's before breath of the wild <laughs> in, in, who knows though right? i don't know or like whatever yeah. whatever the analog is for the divine beast mm. segments they actually turn those into dungeons cuz i it would I would like to play the dungeons because it's like a different type of thing and I know people are like really into it so like I want to experience that more. But I loved the puzzles of the shrines and that would be a a loss for me, I think, in the game if there was none of those. And I know you can put the puzzle solving into the dungeons, but I loved the variety Mm -hmm. that the shrines allowed for because they could be these very short experiences so i would love to see that again but we'll see yeah it was also very very uh optimized for the sort of nintendo switch portable experience right you could just pick up the switch do a shrine for 20 minutes you know and you feel like you've made some progress in the game Mm -hmm. and stop playing so Mm -hmm. that that was cool um and because i think this game is actually going to be much bigger and Breath of the Wild, I also noticed that this time on the mini-map, you're going to have coordinates. Yeah, what was that about? Uh, numbers. Uh, I, I'm assuming those are coordinates for your the location in the huge map of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that was weird to me. I mean, it, do you think they've added it because there's now, like, up and down? But, like, why? I, I noticed the coordinates, too, right, on the map. And it was just an intriguing thing to me. It's just like, why like it wasn't in the original why is it in this one like they never added it and they added other map features right in doc and stuff so like i wonder why they've added coordinates now and why they seem to be so prevalent that maybe it's on by default or they felt the need to show it i would love it just because it would be funny to me if that was like a developer debug feature they forgot to turn off for the video. Oh, that that could be though. That that could that's a good idea. Or maybe, well, maybe it could also be like 
you want to help your your friend who's playing the game and it's just easier to send them the coordinates for a specific point definitely i mean like i, so I can see why they would add it for that right but that it's weird to me that they didn't add that at any other point though you know what i mean because mm. like but yeah like to the original because it feels like it wouldn't have been that hard to add with like considering that what did they call that thing where you could trace your steps Oh yeah, you know the, what I'm talking about. That yeah. feels more complicated than a coordinates system. Yeah. But yeah. it's intriguing that they've added it. But yes, it would be super helpful for like I need to find this thing, and then and I just can go on polygon some numbers and just get the numbers. Like that feels good. Yeah, you can maybe input the numbers on the on the map screen yeah. on the switch, and yeah. and sort of the, the, you get a waypoint or something yeah. on on the map. Yeah, that that would be neat. There All could right. be some like world puzzles that rec- that have that too, right? They might that might be why that system's there. Like you might come across something like in the world, mm. and it's like here's the numbers, and then you go to them. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, All right, so let's talk about the mechanics. Uh, so we got four different mechanics revealed today. Uh, I'm gonna go in order that they were revealed uh, in the video. Uh, recall. So the first mechanic is called Recall. Uh, we are assuming that Link, once again, has some kind of Sheikah Slate or some other kind of device. This one felt very Sheikah slate to me. I don't know yeah. about the other ones, but this one felt like Recall well, looks and acts like a Sheikah Slate thing. It's got a time, like a ticking timer on it yeah. like for you to use it again. Like it's got all of that. That felt very Sheikah Slate to me. I agree. So I uh, recall. I think recall and ascend are yes. actually based on on the some kind of Sheikah slate. Uh, Link in this in this game, Link also has the weird zombie arm. We should remember like that. Well, that I think that that is ultra hand, right? Yeah. Like I feel like that is some maybe something you just get immediately because the ultra hand icon on the when when they're showing that off. Is like a weird f- handprint. Like when they yeah. before they showed that feature, I'm like, "What is that? What yeah, is going on there?" Yes, yeah. yeah. So the the first mechanic recall is essentially it was essentially demoed for uh, rewinding objects in time. Um, and the explanation that Onoma gave was like, "Okay, so when you look up at the sky in this game, you're gonna see this. Uh, we call them sky islands. There's gonna be you know land floating in the sky that you can explore. Well, how do you get up to the sky? Because obviously Link cannot fly. Uh, and they show like this sort of like this this huge rock falling from the sky. So Link approached the rock, used the recall mechanic, and the started rewinding time with Link above the rock, and the rock was going back." up to the sky. Cool. Uh, so it's, essentially, this is like, think the stasis mechanic from the first game, but the opposite. Like you're actually rewinding objects in time and space. Now, I have a lot of questions here. Uh, like, okay, so this is a, this recall mechanic allows you to go back in time for an object, at least based on this video. How far can you take this? Like, is this actually like a full-on rewind mechanic that applies to enemies too? Or if you make a mistake, can you rewind yourself? Here's my, I have like a fundamental question about this. Like, is it movement or is it time? Well, isn't it both? We're getting into physics territory. Like, isn't, isn't movement something that occurs in time? Right, but if some right, here's my question. Can something be de-aged? Right. Like something that's sending still. Yeah. Like if yeah. I break a weapon, yep. can exactly. I rewind it? Like because then because in theory then I'm bringing it back where otherwise I could just be moving the already broken thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's what I'm is it time or is it just mo- like take this thing and put it on its previous path? I think they are very close to each other, but there is a potential difference. I don't know. I think that's a really good point. Uh, and I also have questions because like when I when I first saw this, my, my first reaction was like, oh, this is like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be like that where you can just rewind at any point, anything you want, and you're going to go back in time? Or is it just for like, specific items that did something and you want to recall them where they were in space, in the physical space in the game. Like, will it work uh, on enemies? 
like will work on enemies. Like if an enemy yeah. swings at you and you take the hit and now you're low on health, can you take that that hit back? Can you can you rewind it? Is it gonna be time limited? Is it gonna be some so here's an example of what I'm talking about time and position, right? So a what they call Bogoblin, is that what it called? Yeah. Yeah. One spots you and runs towards you. If you do rewind on it, do you just move it in place or does it forget it saw you? <laughs> See, we have we have questions already. We're getting <laughs> deep, philosophical, you know. Yes. Uh, so that, that's the that's the first mechanic. Um, I think the the sort of the star of the video and likely what's going to be the the key element of the game, uh, the main mechanic of the game is the fuse mechanic. So yeah. with fuse, you can uh, fuse stuff together. Uh, like basically, put a rock it's, on a stick. That's yes. that was so funny to me. Put a rock on a stick. Put a mushroom put a, on a shield. Like, put, like what is going on? Put an eyeball on an arrow, and now it becomes an arrow with autopilot. Awesome. That one was incredible. Uh, so this is a Nintendo's take on crafting in a Zelda game. Yeah. The idea being that now you can make new objects, new items, whether it's like an item or a weapon or a shield, whatever, you can make stuff by combining other stuff. Mm-hmm. And given how massive the inventory of Breath of the Wild was and how much bigger, I suppose, the, the one in Tears of the Kingdom is going to be, uh, you can let your imagination run wild here. Nintendo showed off, well, the, the very basic example, that's going to be like, I would assume, like stuff you do in the first couple of hours of the game, put in a rock on a stick and now you have a makeshift hammer or put together like, uh, what was it? like A uh, stick on a fork and then you got a, stick a really on a fork. long fork. Which is, you have these look really so fork. ridiculous in a way that I enjoyed, you know? It's like now you you can hit that from a much longer distance mm-hmm. and you can be safe from the enemy. Uh, but they also shut off like, well, what if you put a mushroom on a shield and when the enemy hits you, the mushroom is gonna blow some smoke in their face and now you can hide and you can sneak behind them and hit them with a single shot. Mm-hmm. Um, they shut off putting a, the, the choo-choo ice gel thing on an arrow and now it becomes an ice arrow. They shut off putting an eyeball from one of those bat creatures on an arrow and now the arrow, when when you shoot the arrow, it can uh, sort of has autopilot. It's like it follows the enemy around in the sky. Uh, They shut off making a raft, like a boat, out of three logs and two just random battery-powered fans that were just lying around there. So this is where I got confused. Was that fuse or was that ultra hand? That, so there was a combination of fuse. So okay, ultra hand, which by the way, really nice throwback to an old Nintendo product. The ultra hand used to be a, a toy from the sixties, designed huh. by the way by Gompei Yokoi, the creator of the Game Boy, amongst other things. Um, the the so the ultra hand. To my understanding, is that it's an extension of the fuse mechanic. Uh, when you fuse things together, if you pay attention, they get few, literally fused, like glued together yeah. with that weird green neon-like substance. Um, my understanding is that the ultra hand you can use to move the placement of items that were fused together. Uh, so, for example, if you fuse three logs and you want to make sure that the center log, the one in the middle, is not aligned with the other two, you can use the ultra hand to move it. Or, for example, the ultra hand, I think it was also used to uh, to put the fan on the boat, but tilt it vertically. So is this that the not fan... kind of like the magnet? This feels like the magnet yes. mechanic, right? Like it's, it feels it's, it, like that, yes. but for everything. It's an evolution of that. It's okay. an evolution of that. So fuse and ultra hand together, I think most people are going to probably count them as the same mechanic, but just the idea of fusing things together and making new items out of other items, I think this feature alone is going to have massive implications uh, I think is actually gonna be the 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 new thing that will redefine open world games, because in most open world games, crafting is essentially a game developer's trick 
to make a game longer and to increase your playtime and therefore justify the cost of a AAA game by making it extra challenging to obtain like a rare weapon or a rare piece of armor or to get like a good grade uh, weapon, for example. If I may provide a slight correction, if that's okay, because I'm watching mm-hmm. the video again. It seems like you can use Ultra Hand to just pick up anything before you've used it. So, ah, like, nice. okay. With the logs, they're not fused together. And Ultra Hand, he picks them up and moves one to the other, and then it says attach. So it's like Ultra Hand allows you to move items that you can then fuse just by moving them with the Ultra Hand thing. So it's like oh, it's, it's cool. the mechanic to deal with things that are not in your inventory to fuse them. You know, oh, like it's nice. Ultra okay. Hand is what you use to interact with elements in the world and then you fuse them with the green goo stuff. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, I think what Nintendo is doing here with fusing is in, in, in Breath of the Wild, what set the game apart and what set a really high standard, standard for open world games was you see that thing in the distance you can go there and you can climb anything you see. If you can see it, you can go there. Um, if that type of interaction with the game is now an expectation that people have, if that's the baseline, Nintendo is going one step beyond and saying, okay, not only can you go anywhere, but you can also make anything, right? That's the sort of the next big item to... To, which is incredibly tricky to get right. The first game, the first Breath of the Wild, from a game design perspective, sort of cut down all these barriers that we were used to having in video games. And Breath of the Wild said, we're not going to put any barriers here. You can go anywhere. But the stuff, like the objects, the items that were in the game had been sort of... Pre-designed by the developers, right? That they were like, okay, so this enemy has this sword, this other enemy has this, you know, shield, and so forth. And at this point in the game, you can pick up a stick, or you can pick up a rock, or you can pick up a torch, or whatever. Now they're gonna go after that much more difficult aspect of game design, which is, well, the users, the, the players can go anywhere, but now they can also make whatever they want. So yeah. it's like next level crafting yeah. used for combat and exploration. Like it feels to me like a, an evolution of something that I don't even know if it was intended. You know, like how people would, you know, you'd like line up a bunch of things and zap them yep. and it would get you through a level or like you would stasis a rock and stand on the rock and then like and smash it a bunch of times and fly. Like it feels to me that like Nintendo saw people play the game this way and they were like, uh, well, we'll just make this the most next level crafting mechanic. Like, again, we haven't played this game. Like we've seen this 13 minutes, right? But mm. this feels to me as transformational as what you were talking about, about the like see anything go anywhere it's 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 different right like but what it is is like that was more uh you can go and explore everything we've made for you and you can touch every inch of this map yeah but now it's like you can now just make your own stuff like yes. and, and and they say like uh and almost says it in the video of kind of your imagination is all is your limit right like you can just make anything mm-hmm. I, I can't even this is why i'm like so excited about this game now having seen this like even more excited like willing to have my expectations set to this is going to be better than breath of the wild mm-hmm. is like the thing that i loved about breath of the wild is i feel like i got to make my own game within the game so i, I love my favorite games ever are always these games I feel like I can make my own game within them. And now it's kind of just like, oh, I can just build a car and just drive around. Yeah. Like inside of Breath of the Wild, like, what the hell? This is insane. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think this is what ultimately, is, if Nintendo, you know, did their job well. And, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt here that Nintendo, you know, spent 
six years making this game. This, this is going to be a massive game. Um, this is like what, what was probably missing from Breath of the Wild to make it like a true sandbox. And I think my theory is that Breath of the Wild is still, you know, in, in, in many ways, it's still in the cultural zeitgeist. And, you know, uh, we still see every once in a while like a, like a new speedrunning thing pop mm-hmm. up or like, hey, check out what this person did. Um, people still do that. They still post those videos. Uh, because maybe that aspect took Nintendo by surprise, but the physics engine of Breath of the Wild and the abilities of Breath of the Wild made that possible, right? Even without crafting, people figured out ways to, quote-unquote, break the game and do things they were not, quote-unquote, supposed to do in the game, right? And Nintendo, it seems to me, with this fusing and ultra-hand mechanics, they said, well, okay, we see you, players. We see what you like to do. Now we're going to make this a true sandbox. And so you can do all of the things from the previous game. You can see anywhere, go anywhere, climb anywhere. Now you can also skydive. You can go up and down in the world. But you can also make your own items, whether you want to use them for travel or you want to use them for combat and you know you gotta believe there's gonna be some a lot of puzzle elements that will be based on well you just gotta figure out how to use these items at your disposal to you know to to complete this puzzle to complete this shrine or beat this boss or whatever um i think this is a really smart idea especially to sort of build upon what made breath of the wild successful and what made breath of the wild a classic you know with lasting impact in the video game industry, but also to appeal to a new generation of players. You know, kids who were raised on Minecraft, for example. Kids who were raised on the, the combination of like, well, I can just, you know, make my own stuff uh, using the sort of these Lego blocks that I have in the game. What if, in, in, Nintendo's pitch is like, what if that, but also Breath of the Wild? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like we were talking about, them potentially adding a crafting mechanic as a way to make weapons out of mm. things. And this isn't yeah. that, but it feels like a Breath of the Wild take on what a crafting mm. mechanic can be of like, it's your imagination. Like the real crafting was the imagination we had along the way, right? Like that's kind of <laughs> where this feels. <laughs> yes. And like, but also like weapons still break. Um, y- yes. Well, this, fine. the stick broke. In the video, I so. think that was a very purposefully put. Yes. Thing oh no, to, the stick broke. Wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, no weapons still break. Which yeah, you know, I, I'm I said it before. Like I'm fine with it. Like it adds it added a different level to the game of like how I would manage resources. So like mm-hmm. and let force me to try different things. And I feel like now it will force me to make try and make weapons where like if I just found like a really good sword and just like kept that forever I maybe wouldn't try and fuse a stick exactly. to a fork exactly like it would just be boring if you got like a medium level sword somewhere at the beginning of the game and just you know stick with there was actually one one of one of the things with Elden Ring for me I found early on a build that really worked for me. And even though the game gave me all the tools to try different different sets, different weapons, different styles, the game Elden Ring actually gives you a way to respec your character and be like, okay, I want to switch classes. I want to just change the type of character I am. Um, I, I never did it. I just, yeah. I found the style that worked for me. I upgraded that weapon that I got in the first six hours of the game and I played 70 more hours with that and yeah. I never experimented with anything else. Which is fine. Which is fine, but, but it's also, yeah. but Breath of, the Wild for, Breath of the Wild was successful for a different reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the, yes, artificial limitation of a, a weapon breaking in a video game is part of that. It's like it forces you to think about like, okay, do I want to preserve this weapon for later maybe? Um, should And I guess I should look around me, interact with the world, pick up items. And I think actually something that our friend John Voorhees said in our video game chat on iMessage, uh, finally, this fusing mechanic is going to make the inventory useful. Yes. Because like all of those eyeballs and and choo-choo gels yep. and seeds and sticks and rocks that you pick up, finally, you can put them to good use. It depends on your play style, right? right. So like m- my wife played this game. She She's up to, I think we spoke about it before, Hyrule Castle. And she stopped playing 
and now I am encouraging her to finish before because she's going to have to get but you know it's like I wanted to finish the game because she was so close, so close to finishing the game so she should finish it I feel like because she also really enjoyed it but I think we started playing Cult of the Lamb and then you know how these things go oh, and you right. just fall off right um, and you know I said to her like you got to start now because you have to relearn because you're at the end like so you've got to get good again right like you've got to relearn to put a bit of practice in and then go kick Ganon's butt, right? Like, go do that because I think, how awesome. Um, but she plays very differently to me where, like, every time she go into an encounter, she's spending 20 minutes making potions. Like, so some people use the inventory. I never did unless I had mm-hmm. to. Like, yeah. if a part of the world required a potion, I'd make it outside of that. I I don't I don't know if I ever did it. Like I, I think for the final fight, I made a bunch of potions, but I don't think I used any or I, many of them. Yeah, I don't think I. I think for the final fight, I just made sure that I had like all my health topped up, like a bunch like, of food, right? Like food, a bunch I would of food. Make. Food was great. Like but you like make... the you know elixir for punching harder or whatever. Like I never made any of those really. Mm, interesting, but she did. I, I, uh, um. I want I want to talk about the last mechanic and sort of this idea of the sky islands and how they're gonna tie into the game. So yeah. the last mechanic, ascend. Um, so this is used to it was shown off in the video as this uh, mechanic to use specific spots in in the ceiling, whether it's like in a cave or uh, you know maybe you're inside a building or whatever uh, to sort of traverse the ceiling and go to a, a to the surface of whatever is above. Um, obviously, this this is like this to me feels like a more standard Zelda mechanic. Oh, there's gonna be these specific spots in the world, and you can use the ascend ability to sort of uh, you know climb up. And if there's a ceiling above you, it doesn't matter. If you see the green indicator, it means you can ascend. It's like it reminded me of like a fancier modern version of a grappling hook, for example from previous Zelda games, like, oh, this is very clearly indicated. This spot means you can use Ascend. Uh, Just like in previous games, you could see the grappling hook indicator and you're like, okay, I guess I can use the grappling hook here. Uh, I think this is going to be a a more classic Zelda mechanic, but maybe could be used in interesting ways for bosses or, you know, exploration, of course. I don't know how I feel about this one. This doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. This one because yeah, it, it's, because it's like limited. This element of like yes, it's limited, but also like the references like hey, if you don't want to climb up this wall, it's like no, that was part of the mm. game for me was like yeah. climbing and like finding the way to climb. Like so, I don't. I hope that they don't frequently give you these shortcuts. Like I actually think it's part of the game's like charm. Yeah. It's like trying to find the way to climb the big mountain. And if I can just jump into a bunch of caves and get up there, like that's, I don't know, that there's something about it which isn't as fun. Like my, my hope is like this mechanic is here because of the verticality of the yeah. game. That sometimes this is, because he mentions like that there are multiple ways to get to the Sky Islands, which by the way, should be called Skylands, and I don't know why they're not doing that, oh, you know? Like, why Skylands. is it Sky Island? It's like sitting right there, like Skylands is right there, and I think that's what I will call them because I don't like how Sky Islands sounds when I... Sky Islands. Sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sky I don't Island. like that Sky double I sound. So, like, the Skylands. So maybe it's like another way to get to some of those. Like, it feels like you're going to have to employ a bunch of methods to get to them, whatever they are. Like, a, at the moment, like again, because we don't know, like I don't know why I'm supposed to go up there, like or like why there are only a limited amount of them. Like, what is that? Like, I don't, I don't understand, right? And like, mm-hmm. is that the only place that I find the Zonai? Like, is do they just live in the sky? Like Zonai in the sky? Like, is that what it is? Like, I, I, and that's why they weren't in Breath of the Wild because they're not on the ground. Like, maybe they were banished up there or something. Like, I don't know, right? Uh, you maybe know, so like, just don't say anything. No, no, I, I don't. Okay, like I wonder from the art book thing, I wondered if that was maybe one of the things that you saw. But like that, 
there's something about that sky stuff, right? Like it's it's what's going on, um, and maybe is like mm. one of the tears in the kingdom. You know, like it's a tear, like this. No, you know. No, um, okay. Like that's uh, like I don't know, right? Like these, I I the name has some meaning that I don't know yet, right? Like we don't know what. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, though, like I, I don't even know what Breath of the Wild was. Like I, I could, if someone's like, "Oh, why is it called Breath of the Wild?" It's I have the, no idea. It's the wind, no? It's like the the breath of the wild. Yeah, but I have an idea. It, is that frequent in the game? The wind. The, the no. wind. Well, not as a, not as in Wind Waker. Like Wind Waker yeah. should have been called Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was also called Wind Waker. You yes, know? Like it was the, also called Wind Waker. The wind was in the name. So, like you know, I, I don't understand yet why I. Why I care about the Skylands more than it's just a place to go, right? And right. and I expect that there is a very clear reason, but I again I don't know what that is yet. But so I'm just intrigued about if if and how the ascend feature will um will kind of like will help you mm. move up there and through there. I was just my brain was just chewing on the idea of like the effect that that feature could have on shrines and stuff like yep yep exactly mm. like how, how how all of these different mechanics will come together in some shrines i can imagine yeah um a few things i want to say about the, the the skylands as you call them um obviously these are gonna you know this is a really clever tactic to make the same world be and feel different and bigger i mean either you go underground or you go up in the sky there are Really, no other ways to do this. Uh, so Nintendo chose to go up in the sky. Um, obviously, uh, Skyward Sword did this before. Uh, so there are some parallels here in terms of like, okay, yeah, I saw before there was a game with a bunch of you know Skyloft, you know these islands in the sky, and you could skydive in Skyward Sword. However, there are going to be differences here because in Skyward Sword, you could skydive only on specific spots on the land. Here, it seems you can pretty much skydive from anywhere. Like if an enemy, you know, you're on a skyland and an enemy throws you off the cliff and you start falling, you can just paraglide and skydive. I cannot believe that he just straight up just took the whole thing head on into the water. Like, yeah, what the hell? I was not expecting that. Like I was like, oh, surely he's going to break his fall with the glider first. Like, nope, I'm just no, going to fall gonna... 12,000 feet. Head first into, into this the water, little yeah. can, into, and hope that it's deep enough. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? What yeah. a mad lad! How many yeah. memes are going to be about like oh. where we drop him, boys? You know, oh, like oh man, oh man. Um, but the the one thing I noticed with the oh, skylands. Sorry, I have to say, I just thought someone's going to build the bus, right? Oh man, right? Yes. Someone's going to build a bus, and they're going to get, get it a up bunch in of the enemy, sky. Get a bunch of enemies on top of it. Yeah, and then they're gonna. Jump out like that's 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 it right there, man. That's that's yeah. day one memes right there. Yes. Um, the one thing I noticed about the Skylands is that obviously Nintendo showed off some um, sort of uh, diversity in terms of like different biomes, different architecture, like um, d- different islands. You know that have yeah. uh, peculiar aspects about them. He made a big thing about the tree, right? The tree. This yeah. is a yellow tree. You'll only find it here. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. The, that approach with this like compact islands, which may be different from one another, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of what Nintendo did with Mario Bowser's 3D Fury. What's it called? Bowser's Fury. It was like open world, but made of a bunch of self-contained islands, each with its own biome and its own style and its own rules. Kind of reminding me of that, you know, this approach to the Skylands in that, that we saw today in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I want to see like because obviously in in the in the you know on the mainland in in Hyrule you have okay these are the snowy mountains this is the desert and here you have the Great Plateau like you have these big areas that have some geographic and sort of like naturalistic similarities between them like okay this is this type of area this is another type of area with the Skylands 
Like, are you constrained by the same geography? Probably not. So like you can make a skyline that has the yellow tree and you can make another that has a river and you can make another that has a waterfall and so forth. So it's, I think it, it's, it's a nice way to introduce more exploration, more puzzle elements, different types of enemies and more variety mm. because the mainland is going to, I mean, the mainland is going to be similar to Hyrule. No matter how many new buildings and villages and different types of enemies you put in, it's going to be familiar. But maybe that the idea is, well, you're going to use the mainland as sort of the hub because the real deal, like the real exploration is up in the sky. And also that might be where a lot of the game mm. is going on, right? Like whatever it is, whatever it is we're trying to do in this game, which we also have no idea, right? Like, No, <laughs> no. Um, which is intriguing. I'm watching the video here where they talk about the Skylands. I'm going to hate these guys that have the things that blow me off. You know? Yeah. Like, the fans. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get along. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I'm not going to get along so with annoying. those guys. It's going to be really frustrating. Got to like freeze them or something and, and cut them down. Man, I am so excited. I was like excited for this game, right? Mm -hmm. Now I am like next level. Like in a way that. I knew this video was going to come, like even before it did, right? They were, I figured they would have to show some gameplay at some point. And I was excited about it and thought I would see it and be like, all right, great. Like, um, this is what I expected. This is not what I expected. And so now my excitement level has gone up like a lot. I was like, great gonna get this game can't wait day one obviously right like super excited but now i am like i need this game yes i don't just want this game like i need it now uh and it already feels like may 12th or whatever is just too far it's too far away yeah i i yeah it's it can come soon enough and i i had i had the same reaction and i felt like I don't know, it's been six years, right? Since Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Although it doesn't feel like that. No. But in watching this video, uh, I felt like, okay, I see all this stuff that Nintendo is doing. There's the mainland plus a whole new world up in the sky and all of these new mechanics. And I can do all the previous stuff from the game, from the previous game, but I can also make my own items or make my own uh, sort of uh, tools for transportation. It's like watching this video I felt like, okay, so Breath of the Wild was the appetizer and here we're going to have the, have the main course six years later. It's like, man, this, this game is going to, I don't know. I feel like it's going to capture my life for months and how far is it? 40 days? I, I just cannot wait. 